Bokar Tov, the Shiur is Lilui Nishmat, it's Rabin Salah. Ruach Almighty Nechenu began Eden. We are beginning Parashat Kitavo. So the first thing we do is understand contextually what is Parashat Kitavo doing after Parashat Kitetse. Mm-hmm. So let's take a step back. Let's take a step back and analyze what has been happening in Sefer Divarim so far. What has been going on in Sefer Divarim so that we can understand what's, what, what Parashat Kitavo is. So do you remember the first, the first part of, Parashat, of Sefer Divarim? Do you remember what the first part of Sefer Divarim was? The speech. It was a, speech. It was one speech, yeah, right? It was, speech. Yes. it was one speech about like the a first. Rebuking speech. Ah, beautiful, beautiful. Good this memory. This is what's gonna happen to you if. The first speech. The first speech was a rebuking speech. You got an A. Yeah. <laughs> wow. First, first he comes to class despite the fact that his schedule didn't allow for I'm it. I'm a nerd. You want to bring me an apple tomorrow? <laughs> so, so the first speech was a rebuking speech. Okay. And then the second speech is totally different. Was a speech about all the mitzvot, yes. where we started the speech with the Ten Commandments, and then after we go into more and more detailed mitzvot that Moshe Rabbeinu selected, as he found relevant to, to enter, in the, enter, enter into Eretz Israel. So that that's the underlying theme, and that's why. So and then we said the progression of the mitzvot. Kind of, it started off first as core mitzvot, like the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. Then it went to national mitzvot, like establishing a king, yes. the establishment of the court system. These are commandments that are on the whole nation. And then we said kitetse was kind of like a loose gathering of all of the person-to-person person, mitzvot. Correct. Right? And that's why we said it was so hard to understand how they're connected. Because it could be, it could be, that kitetse was just... Whatever mitzvot were left that Moshe Rabbeinu felt were very necessary for Am Yisrael to hear, that's what Kitetze was. It was a gathering of all, it was a collection of all of those mitzvot, which is why we said it may seem a little bit random at points, but understandably, if there is a list you have in mind of mitzvot that you need to teach, right, and, and there are a bunch of them, there's no way to teach them all and, into, in, and make it one nice organized speech. That he has to taught it to them in in a you know in, in categorize them he yeah but i'm saying there's no large there's no bird's eye view understanding yeah. of kitetse right we oh. said we said he simply is going through the mitzvot that he has yeah, left that, other, yeah, that yeah, are yeah. that are left in his bag okay yeah. kitavo is first of all opens up with two mitzvot mm-hmm. the first mitzvah is mitzvah of bikurim yes and the second one is a mitzvah called vidui maaser and with these two mitzvot, we're finishing, we are finishing off the, the section of the mitzvot, which we almost finished in Kitetse. Uh-huh. Meaning, to understand what we're, what we're doing in Kitavo, just understand that this is the final two mitzvot that Moshe Rabbeinu wants to teach Am Yisrael. So what is the connection with Zachor? Uh, very good question. The, the localized it's, connection it's, it's, is a difficult one. So my, my, I was thinking about I it. I think it was just another, uh, another mitzvah. As we did, mitzvah. As we did in it. our Sunday class, yeah. we studied the end of last week's parasha was about Amalek. So that we have today in let's, let's, um, pure Amalek in Europe. So let's see. So I'm debating whether to explain this now or we should read the psukim first and then and then so analyze afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but but we know we know what we know so far is that these mitzvot that we're about to read are part of that final uh, closure. Uh, closure of yeah, the final mitzvot that we're, we're going to teach Am Israel. Okay, so the questions we should be asking are: 
why these mitzvot. Exactly. Um, and then the other question we're going to be asking is, what does this have to do with destroying Amalek? Okay. So, and maybe other questions, but those are the main questions. Why, the main question is, why are we closing with these mitzvot? Okay. Parasha Perek Kafvav Pasuk Aleph. When you come into the land, that God will give you as an, as a, as an inheritance, and you will take over, and you will dwell there. Listening to Shiur, I, I tell you, one of my things, uh, the things that bothers me most is when people teach Torah and don't know how to read. So, I was listening to Shur last night, and the rabbi says, Asher Adonai noten and, and it, it really bothered me, because that noten lach is, is, a unique, is a unique word, meaning if you, if you read the Torah, you should pick up on the fact that it's lach instead of licha. But whatever, okay. What, what, what can I say? אהההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההה
and our suffering and our pressure. God took us out of Egypt, took us out of Egypt with a strong hand, with an outstretched arm, and with great uh, fear on the Egyptians, and with signs and with miracles. He brought us to this land. He brought us this land and he gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Or with, uh, yeah, with milk and honey. And now, behold, I have brought the first fruit of the land that you, Hashem, have given me. Now the, the Pasuk finishes his speech. Okay, and it goes into third person again, referring to this man who is speaking. Or second person, sorry. It's talking second person to, the, to, the, to us. You should put that basket before Hashem your God. And you should bow before Hashem your God. And you should be happy with all of the good. That God has given you and to your household. And the proselyte who is in your midst. Okay, let's ask some questions on this text. We know we know what it, we know what happens. We know what it means. Let's let's understand. First of all, I was telling you that you should have a light bulb go off mm-hmm. on the second pasuk when it said. And you should come with the first fruit to the place that I have chosen. To rest. To rest my name there. What, is this, what does this remind you of? Do you remember one of the earliest, earliest mitzvot? The earliest section of mitzvot that Moshe Rabbeinu started teaching us about when at the beginning of his mitzvah speech was? Bikurim. No, no, no. Not, not Bikurim. It was the mitzvot that are tied to coming to Yerushalayim. In yes, 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 you have to, you have to bring uh, with happiness, with yeah. right, joy, exactly. you have to, in, if you cannot bring it, you have to sell it and take the money and right, right, right. So spend par- it to, exactly. to make a big party. We had a whole parasha, which was parashat re'eh, yes, yes, which yes. was the beginning of the speech, yes. right? If, um, the maser sheni and the maser. The, the, the beginning, uh, very early on, let's see how early on, I think the speech begins in, uh, in give me a second, it begins in re'eh, yeah, the, the first... The first mitzvot, the first mitzvot, look, look at Parashat um, Re'eh, look at chapter 12. The first mitzvot starts off with clearing the land yes. of all Abu Dazara. Yes. And then the next mitzvot that are brought in, in Re'eh are... Make sure to bring all of your korbanot to the specific location, to the central location in in the Torah, in the in Yerushalayim. And you only consume it in Yerushalayim. And you only consume it in Yerushalayim. Okay. So what what is happening here? That we are this mitzvah that we're bringing, this mitzvah of bikurim that we just said. Why are we bringing it here? As opposed to at the very beginning when we spoke about the mitzvot that happened in Yerushalayim. But is this a different mitzvah? Or is it the same different mitzvah? different mitzvah. It's different mitzvah. Right, different At the very, very beginning of Moshe Rabbeinu's speech of mitzvot, he starts off with mitzvot that must be done in Yerushalayim. Yes. Whether it were all the chagim, yes. whether it was bringing the korbanot, no more bamot. Uh-huh. And then he seemingly forgets to bring our mitzvah of Bikurim. of Bikurim. And he leaves that out of where it's, it should be the, the, the clearest placement of that mitzvah. 
right? So that's a big question, right? So the answer, I think, is as follows. This... It is a different level of mitzvah. No, no, it's a beautiful answer. What, when... Moshe Rabbeinu, he's... he's referring to people who are the way coming he's, from outside of there's Israel. A, there's, a, there's a simple answer. You got, you're overthinking it. There, there's... Um, Moshe Rabbeinu is giving his speech, and the centerpiece of Moshe Rabbeinu's speech is Yerushalayim. Is the fact that all of the Torah emanates from Yerushalayim. That Borei Olam rests in Yerushalayim, and we, we draw all of the Kedushah from Yerushalayim. He opens the speech... With talk about Yerushalayim. And he closes and he the speech, closes with, the speech with talk he about Yerushalayim. He wanted to make sure that he closes it Yerushalayim. with Yerushalayim. You start the speech with the importance of Yerushalayim and the mitzvot that are tied to Yerushalayim. Mm-hmm. You end the speech with the mitzvot that are tied to Yerushalayim. And what is specific about this mitzvah? That celebrate. What did we just read? We, we read, remember that we came out of it. We read about a farmer who is who has his first fruit. He's so excited that he's finally enjoying from the bounty of the land the land that we've been promised, the land of Israel that had been promised to our forefathers, he comes and he's saying thank you to Hashem. And this mitzvah represents really the, the final achievement of the farmer, of the Jew. Meaning when a Jew gets into Eretz Israel, and finally our story has come, has, has closure. Has, our story has now come into reality and all, everything that God has promised has come true. Now this mitzvah is telling the farmer, don't forget to go and think. So this mitzvah kind of represents like the end of the process. And that's why, besides for the fact that it's a nice parallel to the mitzvot of Yerushalayim at the beginning of the speech, and it's a good closing to the speech, it's also a very nice way for Moshe Abinu to finish off the mitzvot, where the last thing, when you keep all these mitzvot, and you finally come into the land of Israel... Then don't forget to thank Hakadosh Baruch Hu as well. He wraps it up. With he wraps final. it up with his question. Second. Yeah. The other ones, the Maser, we were supposed to come in Shilosh Regalim. Yeah, that's this one. one this one, it doesn't matter any time or also Shilosh Regalim. This one happens specifically between Shavuot and Sukkot. Okay. Oh, because yes, that's when you get the. So it's dependent. It's dependent is, on, on the like first. It's like a seasonal. And, and, and no, no, not, not necessarily. Produce. This is de facto. It had to be seasonal because it, de facto, meaning it, it it came out that way that it was seasonal because you have to wait for your produce to come, to come out to come out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, you know, you fruit, I meant seasonal. Fruits, what I meant is by the so, timing of the the, the yeah, pro- you, produce you, to be able to be exactly, produced. Exactly, exactly. The moment that the That's produce I mean. comes, the first thing you do, you, you, you run to Yerushalayim and you say, Hashem, thank you very much. Exactly, and that's a lesson to us, by the way. When, that, you that, make, when you make that, a deal, you make money, you have to make, right when away. When we make Parnassah, the first thing we have to do is go and thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We, we go on, on Yom Kippur and we try for Hashem to give us Parnassah. And then we, we, make, we make Parnassah and we have very comfortable <laughs> lives. <laughs> Did we ever stop in Modim for one second and say, Hashem, thank you so much for all the Parnassah? All the time. Okay, Jack Moses. <laughs> I, 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 in my personal life, I say thank you, thank you, thank I, you, thank I'm, you for everything, not just for everything, for the, for the morning, for the afternoon, for the night, every that's, second. You that's can move why, this finger. You have to say thank you. That's why for him it's happiest. It's the happiest Wednesday. For the rest of us, we don't even remember that it's a happy Wednesday. But but, uh, but you have a point. But we we uh, in my personal tefillot, I'm asking for things ten times more than I'm sure, thanking. No we, I think we all do it. But the thank you we do modim at the begin, or the set, when they return because the return is more personal. What what what? Modim the chazara we ask more thank you because it's more personal. So no, but in, the, your, the, in the your general, p- the general, the first one in the amida is for the 
thank you for all of this. But yeah. also, Modim, it's, it's a wrap up yeah, because we're asking, we're asking, we're asking. Abu, Agalani, thank you, Bugu, as a Kharish. Yeah, yeah, right. It kind of parallels our tefillah. This parallels our tefillah. We always finish things off with thank you. You have to always say thank you. Okay, so that, that's one interesting thing about these psukim. Yeah, so, so the way it would work is there are two elements to this mitzvah. There's first of all, this only applies to the seven minim of Eretz Yisrael. Yes, the only one that, yes, correct. Right, so you bring, yes. it's, it's only, only... Only if it's dates or yeah, figs exactly. or the... Wow. The, the seven wow. uh, the minim shenishtabchu ba'em Eretz Yisrael. What is it? Dates, figs, uh, um, uh, rimon, uh, pomegranate. Uh, what are they? Anybody know them? Eretz Yisrael. Olives. Olives. Yeah. Um, it said dates. You already said six of them. Yeah, Eretz Kitah Sarah, Gefen Tenavrimon, That's what it is. All right. Uh, now, it's only on those, and then and then it happens typically from Shavuot. Shavuot would be the main time when they would do it. Because everybody's going so there anyway. So they are bringing it also on Shalosh Rigalim. In a way, they can bring it. They can you bring could, it. So you could bring it. This. You could bring it until Sukkot. Yes. Okay. On Sukkot, after Sukkot, you you could still bring it, but then there are two elements of the mitzvah. One is you bring the fruit, one of the seven minim, and two is you have to say this whole thank you. Yes. Yes. It's very important. The saying of the thank you is an element of the mitzvah that only applies from Shavuot until oh. Sukkot. So if you bring it after Sukkot, you say the thank you. then you could still get the mitzvah bringing it, but you don't do that whole process of saying thank you. That's it. You could see that in the Mishnayot and Bikurim. Uh, now it... Uh, There's still a small fish in a big ocean. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the red one, eh? Don't forget. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're fighting over who is what fish. Okay. I used to have a blue. He, he's the blue, he's the blue one. one. I used to call him Jet Blue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should we... Any other questions on this? No, no. It's nice because you have to keep on going to Yerushalayim. Yeah. Right, this right. That, you, you keep so, you, it reminds you, Moshe, that you have to keep on going to, back to Yerushalayim, wherever you exactly. are. Exactly. Yeah. No, okay. I, I, what I took out, all, out of all this is that, you know, you go three, four generations after the kids, the grandkids are living mm-hmm. in the land, and they have to go give the Bikurim. You still have to remember, you know, you're here because God promised you because you were once a slave in Egypt. Like, it's always a reminder because it's easy for us to forget. Easy you know, lesson. very you're right. easy. You're right. The the, here, here's one, one more lesson we should take out of it. A Jewish, you know, one of the biggest challenges in life is to, is to think past our superficial level of thinking, right? Like, many people go through life and they're, they're thinking first stage their whole life. They're thinking, I need to run and get my, pick up my kids from here. Then I need to run and go this. I need to go run, buy myself a bag so I can show off to my friends. And, and then... They never ask themselves, we, we never ask ourselves a question, wait, why am I doing this? Why am I chasing after this? Why, let me get deeper, understand more deeply what my life is about, right? And what does this mitzvah force the person to do? He is just succeeded in getting panasah, and what we do is we say, we, the second we get our panasah, we go and we, we buy ourselves something nice to show off to our friends, right? That, that's like a classic thing. We'll go, we'll go take ourselves out to a nice dinner and, and fill up our stomachs. What a Jewish person is supposed to do is he looks at the Parnassah and he says, hold on, why do I have this Parnassah? Where did it come from? And to what extent does he think about, about the Parnassah? He says, wow, if Avraham Avinu didn't, if Yaakov didn't wander into Mitzrayim and my forefathers weren't enslaved and Borei Olam didn't take us out and then he didn't do us miracles to get us back into Eretz Israel, 
and we didn't come into the land of Israel, I would never have had this parnasa. So look how deeply a Jewish person is supposed to be thinking. We, we, the equivalent would be, we ask ourselves, we, make, we close a deal or you sell a stone or something, and then we go to Hashem and we say, wow, Hashem, if my forefathers didn't keep Yahadut in Al-Adadi, and we, you didn't save us as we were getting, as, as uh, things were going bad in we Iran, and we didn't bring us into thing, and you didn't give me a Jewish education, and you didn't give me a secular education, I would never have had anything. So, so the idea here is, is for a Jewish person has to really think about his life in a deep, profound way. We can't go through life with this superficial, because we're, we're so used to the superficial level of existence. Where, where I was speaking to Rabbi Biton about this once, and he said for a lot of people, the, and this is like, I don't want to, to, to insult anybody, but a lot of people, the only time they think about their lives deeply throughout their whole week is the one speech that a rabbi gives on Shabbat. It's it's a sad it's a sad reality, but look how deeply a person has to think about his life here, where you have to really really get to the bottom, and then that's also how we show we we show appreciation for what happens in our lives. Sometimes whenever we're in the middle of the process, we can't really see what's happening and why things are happening, but then when we finish, we look back and all of the things that we thought were curses were actually blessings. So now look at this this yes, farmer. Very true. In the time when we were in Egypt and we were getting flogged by Egyptians, obviously it was a terrible thing. But now the farmer who is in the land and who's benefited from all of that hard work, he now looks back and he could say thank you for everything. Thank yes. you even for the servitude. And that's in our own lives, yes, in our personal true. lives as Very well. Yes. We have that element. When you have gone through a difficult time. We go yeah. through a difficult time. After, if you're, if you're fortunate enough to see exactly. the outcome is going to be always good. When you look backwards. You say thank that made even, me better. Even that, that me, thing made me better. Yes. Where yes. I would not have been here today Always. in this happy state that I am today if not for all those difficulties. This, this is also the strength of the Jewish people. Yeah. The, the biggest ma'ala, the biggest thing is to, when something happens to you immediately that seems bad, you have to say, God, I know you have a bigger plan for me. Yes. Not yeah, but I. To look back. And to it's say, a very, very difficult thing to think. Very difficult. Emunah. Oh, yes, yes. Sorry. Baruch. Baruch Adonai Lulam. Amen, amen, amen. amen. amen.